cat, y'all better stop dipping like that, man. I'm gonna be looking for extra butter every time, nigga. When I pull up, I want the number two extra butter, crispy. That's all I'm saying. Bro. Hey, welcome to Dipped in Butter Presents Extra Butter, Extra Butter. It's time, baby. We back at it. My name is Cat, aka Cat and Crunch, aka uh the nigga writing a bunch of shit down that you probably hear over the microphone. I'm ready to get it. Let's go. Uh, let's get it. Let's go. It's your boy West No T, aka Elmer Young. Um, I'm adding a new AKA and I'm gonna do it right here versus doing it okay. uh, you know, during the week. But um it should play a podcast. Can you pause for a second and just like give us like a, a moment of fucking like uh, anticipation for this? Because these are big for me. He said these are big. Call it. <laughs> I just threw this whole It's your it's your play it's your play a partner. You know what I'm saying? Your P O D N A. Your partner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, catch me at Forever Young eighty nine on Instagram. Fuck with me now. Yes, sir. And listen, guys, we have a special goddamn guest for y'all today, man. Let me let me get my listener. let me get my yeah, let me get my professional. I kind of took classes at broadcasting school for free voice on Please. one time for my mans. Listen, Do that. he Man. hails originally <laughs> from the Bronx, the birthplace of hip hop, my nigga. Y'all don't even know that. Some of y'all niggas is too young to even know. Hip hop was born in my nigga backyard, bro. Y'all don't even know that, fam. Y'all don't even know that. Listen, and he got a long laundry list of things and duties under his belt. I respect this young man so much. I don't even like calling him a young man because I think that's undercutting my nigga. The founder of Since 1992 Entertainment, baby. Founder. We talking about niggas that's out here getting it, baby. Professional DJ and event planner on his list, right? That's a long list already. Right, right, right. Spokesman and model for a dapper man beer products. This you nigga, still ain't sent me none of them shit. I should fight spokesman? you right now. Spokesman for dapper man. Mm-hmm. Right? But listen, but listen, maybe most importantly right now, one third of the overly opinionated podcast. Listen, Holy before y'all do anything, brother. before my man speak at all, I want y'all to go over there and subscribe to the Overly Opinionated Podcast. I've been fucking with them. I am up to speed on the show. I got plenty to say about y'all. Not just my man on the show today, but his two co-hosts. Shout out to, uh, to Marte and, 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 uh, uh, Talima, I'm sorry. I, I got stumbled up. I'm so excited, bro. My man's DJ Reams, aka DJ Cool Reams. If he's DJing for your mom, what's happening, nigga? Oh, man, y'all niggas got me cheesing over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had to do you right, baby. Like, listen, love, before yeah. we get in, before we get into any of this, and I just want to make this very clear without doing too many jokes and shit. Like, bro, uh-huh. as long as I've known you, you've always had your hands in some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
in, in the most positive way, like as long as I've known you've always been doing something other than clocking in and clocking out for somebody. Oh, sure. It, you've always been DJing. You've mm-hmm. always been networking. You's all, you always been hustling. And, and I thoroughly admire that, bro. Thank you, man. This It's the Jamaican in me, man. So it's like, you know, they joke and say Jamaicans be having like five and ten jobs. And nigga, I'm just living up to the stereotype, B. <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's so, it's so wild. And, and, and all the... And all the time that I've known Reams, you know what I'm saying? You mentioned, you know, he hails from New York, um, you know, specifically that borough um, where hip hop was birthed. And like, if you didn't know Reams, this nigga sounds so much more New York to me, like <laughs> all, over this right now than in real life. Like, you know, it's, so, it's so weird. Like, but like, it's definitely there. Word, man. I appreciate that. Speaking of the butters, you know, we had a situation with some of the distributors for the containers. But moving oh. around boxes, moving around some boxes in my crib before I get ready to move, I actually found some containers that I had from like the first run I did. So I'll be getting everybody's special kits ready. So just just wait on I, me. I need to get with you yeah. on that, baby. I definitely need beer yeah. care, man. The desert ain't really doing too good for my follicles right now. Man, oh, we do? Yeah. I definitely got to get moisture. We got those nutrients, them, them natural berries and juices. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. For sure. And let, let's get right into it, man. I don't want to spend too much time on the intro and getting acquainted because there's a lot of shit I want to talk right. to you about. Like me and you haven't spoke probably in a couple of years for real, for real, for, I mean, yeah. you know, texting back and forth, but really got to chop it up and shit. Hell me yeah. and you used to talk a lot, you know, uh, like me and Wes kind of referred to on our show, you know, when I used to cut your hair and shit, we used to chop it up a lot and it's been a while, man. So I definitely need your opinion on a lot of shit. We're going to have some fun. We're going to get loose, but, uh, speaking directly to your profession, uh, as DJ reams. And I know we got the quarantine and all of that going on and we're going to get into the battles and all of that, because I think, that would be, we would be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little bit about that while we got you on an actual DJ and get your opinion on some of that shit. But bro, I have always had some questions that I wanted to ask you from a DJ's perspective, bro. So one, I just want to open right up and ask this because this has always been on my mind. So (laughs) as a more new age DJ that uses like the MP3s and stuff like that, and I don't know if you're familiar with Wax or if you use it at all or if you interchange, I know some people do, but do you feel like there's a difference in respect amongst generations when it comes to people that use MP3s and don't use wax at all versus oh, people that, you know, came up in the wax era. Oh, for sure. I honestly feel like it's a, it's a big difference in the culture with the old school DJs and the young school DJs. And a lot of it is like the old school niggas. They don't respect or understand that times change. So they kind of frown upon us younger DJs for using the CDJs and using the MP3s and certain software than them when they were younger, when they had to struggle with all the vinyls and all the crates. But it's like, my nigga, it's it's a new day. It's a new century. Technology makes this easier. Granted, when I first started DJing, I was originally messing with the vinyls. So that's really? how I got like the feeling and like the, just the techniques on how it felt and how it did whatever to me, you know what I mean? To get acclimated in that field. But when it came down to it and buying um, the equipment, the uh, digital way, the CDJ way was definitely more cost effective and just easier for me to get around than struggling with them big ass 12s. And yeah, that makes- yeah. Cause everybody want to complain about the lack of wax, yeah. but nobody want to hear, help you carry the crates inside the jam. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> niggas don't want to help you with them crates. So niggas shut up. You know what I'm saying? Niggas not pulling up there hour and a half early while I packed the back the truck up to let all this shit out. So it's like, fam, if I can make it easier, I will. 
Did you start right. fucking with the um? Did you start fucking with the DJ in, in New York or you know when you got to Columbus? It actually happened in Columbus, like in New York, and it sounds kind of basic. Like niggas say a lot, like they used to dub tapes, but that's legit what I used to do. Like listening to Hot ninety seven as a kid, my parents, like my pops, and like my siblings would have like cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. When the radio would be on, I would dub whatever song it was, stop it, flip it, dub another song on there. I would play it back and just like act like I'm on the radio, like giving people random shout outs in the house or just like just get in my own zone. Like, oh, this is, I don't even know what I called myself. I didn't even call myself DJ nothing. It was just like, it's your boy. It's your boy, Ray, whatever it was. And you listen to such and such radio. So it kind of started like that as a kid. And as I got older, it picked up to me just being the one that held on the ox on the MP3 at like a house party. I'm like, all right, I'm going to set the tone for y'all. Because niggas always said the vibes. Yeah, I was always creating those vibes. And then as I got like out of high school, that's really when I really got to dive into it a little bit more. And see what it was. I say college, around college time, is really when I dove into it where I got equipment and I started doing shit. Oh, yeah, my fault. I didn't take no dramatic pause or nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like you were so caught up in your story, you was almost moved to tears. I thought your mic yeah. was bro. But I, I feel you, though. Like, and I was going to ask you that, man, like the, the curation of the vibes. Like, how important do you think that is? Like, do you think that's always been, like, a key factor in being a dope DJ, not just knowing your way around the ones and twos, but, yeah. like, getting a feel for the room and knowing when to play the right records and all that shit. Like people like to think that it's just a new age kickback house party kind of thing, but that's always been like mm-hmm. a key feature to a dope DJ, right? Yeah. I feel like it's an art. You got to know how to read people and pick up on the vibes. Cause I say, even for myself, like you can have a DJ that has all the hand techniques down that can do all the crazy scratches with his elbow and his knuckles, but his sound selection is trash. <laughs> right, right. Me? Then you got a nigga like me where like I'm still working on some of my blends and, and phase. I'm constantly learning the craft. I'm not gonna say I'm the best DJ, whatever, whatever, but I'm still learning different tricks of how to fade in and scratch at the right times. But I've always prided myself on knowing like what songs to play at the right time. And even if it's not a popular song, I know whatever song it is, it's still gonna keep that same energy and have niggas like, oh, this is fly. Like, yo, what is this? Or how did you mix up this and that? Or how did you know about this song? I get that all the time. How I knew about yeah. or where I get something from is just I pride myself on just having a diverse mind, a diverse mind where it's like I could just set the tone anyway. Yeah, I've peeped that about you, man, in the experiences I've had with you DJing and curating. Like, as and I don't want to keep saying young because I feel like it's disrespectful because you definitely are not young in your craft, but like I've always seen that like you don't just come in the jam playing all the lulls and babies and youngs. Like nah. you can definitely spend the nineties set on a nigga. You can mm-hmm. get in your new jack swing back. Like I've seen you do it. Yeah. And I was just like I, I've always been kind of blown back. Like, damn, this nigga really get into it. Like, you ain't just a nigga that just stay on Twitter trying to hear what the newest shit is. Like, yeah. you can get into several different bags, and I think that's super commendable. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Who who is um who your OG in the DJing game, Rams? Like, as far as, like, a DJ, like, a slurry DJ I look up to? Yeah, or, you know, who put you on um, or any of that shit? i definitely say DJ Jazzy Jeff is one of my favorite DJs. That nigga's, like, blend skills and his his craft is just crazy. Like, I watch, like, I sit there for hours just watching clips of him mixing and matching shit. I look up to that nigga. Uh, recently... When we did the Orange Soda Fest, I didn't know Manny Fresh was that good of a DJ. Like, I knew he was a DJ, but I didn't know that, like, he was that nice mm-hmm. with it. You know what I mean? So, 
I grew an appreciation for him there. I say when it comes to like mixtapes and talking shit, I grew up in that DJ drama, Don Cannon, Cannon right. era. So when I was like doing hostings or whatever, or like when I'm on the mic, I kind of channel their energy of like popping shit, but like keeping niggas active. Definitely, definitely. And, and it's funny you bring that up, man, and the curating shit. I, I definitely got a question for you, bro. And you really got to dig in your bag for this one. Like, in your growing up and in your training and in your dojo days of becoming a DJ and getting polished, <laughs> like, bro, tell me you got a story of playing the wrong shit at the wrong time. Like, oh, I feel damn. like all DJs gotta have a story of spinning the wrong jam in the wrong circumstance, and you felt like it might have been a good move, but it turned out not to be that. Way. Man, I've had a couple times. Let me see. There's one where I was doing a graduation party for this chick. And her little cousins were doing like some type of magic trick with like pins and some shit. And it was a certain mm -hmm. song they wanted me to play. I completely played the dirty version with wild. <laughs> I didn't realize till like the hook. And I'm like, oh, that's the wrong song. That's not the version they wanted me to play. But I just kept it going. I was just nodding my head and they just was just going, going, going. And that got kind of awkward, but they didn't trip too much. Then Bro, it's a whole different party when you like aiming at the pinata and yeah. like creepily in the background, you're like, Where do you see my dick? Like, right. that's not what you want to hear yeah. when you're trying to take aim at a pinata. To say, like, a lot of times when I do do these functions and I get into like the 90s and 2000s bag, you'll see me where I like have one of the headphones on my ear and I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, Fam, these lyrics is real wild. Can I really yeah. get in this atmosphere and it don't get awkward? Like, I know it might be a crowd favorite, but for what's going on, is it appropriate for these kids to be hearing? Or does somebody's grandma really want to hear this? <laughs> right, right. I've had times where I just didn't care, nigga. Like, I know, like, when Nip had passed, I did it for, like, for, like, a whole month. Whenever I would DJ, uh, like, any type of event, I would play a song from him. Nigga, I did something at the church, and I think I might have played, like, Ranks in the Middle Instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Now, what, that's what, going what, that's going on your that's going on your Christianity permanent record, nigga. You can yeah, never yeah, pray that off. Yeah, God would have struck me down that night, so I'm playing that joint. But I've done stuff like that. I've like even some of the homies records like that I felt like fit the vibe, but I kinda tried to catch it. Cause you know niggas don't like editing their music as many times as I tell them when you send me something, play the edited uh send me the edited version. If I'm at a family friendly event, but I don't know. Yeah, there's been times I'm trying to think of something specific because I know it's happened before, but nothing's sticking out recently that way. It's like they looked at me crazy, like niggas, you bugging. Right, fam. At at my uh at my wedding reception, I don't think I never even told you this, Wes. Like nah. at my wedding reception, I had a uh reception. I had a a DJ there that I knew kind of personally and everything. So it was a vibe, it was dope. But when we started getting into the after party and niggas was dancing and shit, like Bro played some straight wild shit, and my grandma and granddad was sitting like right next to the the mm. DJ booth, bro. And I think he fired off some Fifty Cent, "What Up Gangsta" in there or something. I was like, bro, mm. you gotta wait till they get out of here, nigga. <laughs> like, what are you doing, right. fam? I, I went up you on that one. I was at a wedding once. Niggas finished the first dance and was about to hit the dance floor for just a free for all. Why did the DJ play "Loyal" by Chris Brown and Lil Wayne? Oh no! It probably looked good on paper, like Chris Brown loyal. That'll work. I'm like, right. you should probably spin that first. Like, you, you should probably preview that. 
Like he's disrespecting Shorty for not for not being down, my nigga. Like what you Yeah, like this ain't the love song you thought it was. Yeah, this ain't happy times. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh I, I definitely want to talk more about that, man, and get into the DJ bag, but I I got a bone to pick with you, man. Let's get this out the way early, bro, before we have any more fun. I got a bone to pick with you, nigga. So of course, I'm getting into the overly opinionated podcast, and it's a whole vibe, mm-hmm. man. I fuck with y'all. Like, I like the direction y'all going in. Marte tickles the fuck out of me. Like, y'all are either going to blow up or completely implode because niggas is going to cancel Marte, and I fuck with that, bro. Like, you <laughs> say what you was Did you know that? You say what? Marte's gloves, little cousin. I did not know that. Yeah. I did shit. not look at that coming full circle, but bro. Nice. I, I definitely got a bone to pick with you and him particularly on the subject that y'all spoke on on y'all show, bro. Oh shit! And y'all co- y'all cover some heavy subjects, but this one right here, I was screaming into my earpods, fucking with y'all on this one, bro. How? Let, let me speak directly to Marte real quick, bro. If you listening, listen to me, bro. And I know we never met, but I definitely like I, I respect your opinion from what I've heard so far. But listen. You come across to me as a very learned, educated, reading, like, kind of nigga, bro. Like, he seems to me like the kind of person that processes thought before he goes to make an opinion and form an opinion. And I fuck with that. But here's where I got to be for Marte, bro. How are you going to be so smart and then be totally against using a bidet? Like, that shit is out, bro. (laughs) That is absurd, nigga. Like, bro. You are wiping your ass with dry toilet paper. You can't be clean, nigga. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I started using reams. I started using a bidet like, I don't know, three years ago. And I will never not have a bidet. I just ordered two more because the one I have is starting to break. Like, bro, we will never go without a bidet again. And reams, you kind of a little bit like cosign confirmed it too. Like, yeah, bro. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. What is there not to get, bro? Like, you have to wash your ass. You can't just smear it. Please explain what's yourself. Funny, what's funny is that you said that after that hot take, I listened to another show and somebody broke down the convenience of it, nigga. And I started shopping around for one. <laughs> no, it, it'll not, change your life, nigga. Like, when somebody says, like, yo, it's like you feel like it's like a mini shower type situation. Like, you don't feel yeah. like, I'm like, yo, I was really talking cash, but nigga, that's a, that's a, that's an ass wash. That's what I'm saying, fam. And, and, and I heard y'all talk a little bit on y'all show about like I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what the pressure's like, bro. We got one of the cheaper ones. It's like forty bucks, mm-hmm. and you can turn it on like the first setting, and it's basically like a water fountain trickle on your ass to just wet and moisturize it, so you can wipe. And then you can go to like level five. That's literally like a super soaker four hundred aimed in your in your balloon knot, nigga. Like I don't know what <laughs> niggas is into. I never use the highest setting, but it's there for you. Like, bro, if you need the, the crust blasted off your ass, it's there. Oh and, bro, I get so nervous anytime I'm not at home and I'm like in the hotel or something and I got to travel out of town and yeah. there's no bidets. I get mad at American culture as a whole yeah. when I can't use a bidet anymore. Bro. It's insanity. You think you're going to be using a traveling bidet, man? You Listen. It ain't out of the question. I'm not going to not do it. <laughs> I'm not going to not do so it. That's something I need to yell at you about too, Wes. What's Did up? y'all get on the bidet gang or yet or not, bro? I have not plugged it up. We do got it. I'm going to find Reams, it though, I'm, I'm intrigued. Reams, I'm yelling I'm at you, but we sent we sent Wes one maybe two years ago, and it's probably still in the box. 
Nah, it's, it's definitely nah, it's definitely not in the box. I took it out of the box. I tried to plug it up. It wouldn't work for whatever reason on the toilet at the other crib, and I gave up. And I nah, was like, I'm never, <laughs> nah, I feel you in that because yeah. I couldn't hook mine up. My wife had oh to. And I don't God. know if that's demasculating or not. Nah, I don't know already, if I should have said that. You already here, said your stance. I don't know how to hook it up. I don't know how to hook it up. I, I just know how to use it. And I don't want to sit here and disrespect y'all as grown men. And I'm not trying to say y'all don't wash y'all's ass, but if y'all don't use bidets, anybody's listening to this, you don't wash your ass. I'm sorry. You can't convince me <laughs> to get in the shower after you don't every wet ones. Wet ones out the question. So wet ones are no go or like, what's your stance on those? So I'll use a wet one. If I don't have access and I have access to a wet one, best believe I'm a wet one it up. Now, dry toilet paper and getting up and pulling up my drawers is out of the question for the rest of my life, Reams. Like it's out of the <laughs> question. It's out of the question. Like I'm telling you, the last I Y'all heard it on the y'all heard it on the podcast when I was out of town for the Vegas trip for the business trip. Wes, you remember that, nigga? Yeah. And I was sick on that trip, so every time I shit, I got right in the shower because now I can't like that, bro. I feel unclean when I get off the shitter now if I just I wipe, so I, I can't go back. Yeah, I'm bougie now, bro. Like I got a, uh, I got a, uh, what do you call it? A, a baby fired ass, bro. Now or something. A baby fired ass. Yeah, I'm baby fired now. I can't go back, bro. So I don't know if I should have said all of that on here. I don't know if that's what y'all came here for, but you know that's what we're talking about right transparency, now. Transparency, nigga. I respect. Yeah, full transparency, dipped in butter. You know how we do it, bro. <clears throat> uh, do y'all want to get into these DJ battles though? Uh, Reams, did you watch all of the battles or any of them? Ironically, I've seen all of them except for Swiss and Timberland. I like how it's ironically like you never, you didn't mean to catch them all, but just somehow you happen yeah. to catch them all. It's just how it happened. I think. Like, I, not gonna have my go bad. ahead, bro. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. Now I was about to say. So far, I think my favorite was Lil John and uh, T Pain. That one was fun. That yeah, they had really best, fun. They had the best one. I was actually in the crib. Low-key turning up with Shorty, man. We was like a little club situation that night. So, yeah. I like what they doing with that, man. Like, uh, I was definitely screaming into my phone at T-Pain because I love T-Pain. I'm a huge T-Pain fan. Right, I'm gonna you should have heard how many times I was yelling fight back into my phone. <laughs> fight back. Did you catch that one, Wes? I, I did. I caught I caught the beginning of it. I didn't, um, like I say, so I, I ended up seeing um, enough pieces of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely saw the beginning. Um, it's so weird. Like it felt, it almost felt, felt like before they started playing the music, like them two niggas is weird dog. Like, I'm not a yard <laughs> like that was, that was definitely something that, uh, took me back to noticing that. Like it was almost like T-Pain was like the, the smart math nigga and little John was the smart computer nigga. And they was bad. <laughs> right. And both of them seem to have. GPA. Right, and both of them seem to have uh, tricked enough of us to think that they're cool when really they're showing us that they're really not. Yeah, nah, they just know what sound supposed to sound like because they know math and technology and shit. <laughs> yeah. It, was there any of them that stuck out to either one of y'all that was, like, more interesting than the others? Like, the game, outside I'm, of entertaining, but just interesting? Uh, you said I, was about to say, I was about to say Dream and uh, what's Buddy's name? Sean Garrett. Oh, uh, yeah, Garrett. yeah. Dream, Dream said, and Sean Garrett. I thought you said the game, nigga. I was about to be like, no, whatever, <laughs> whatever is attached to it. No. Yeah, yeah, no, nah. let's not have the, the game. Nah, I, the one I liked the most was the um, the Jonte Austin and Neo. Classy. I enjoyed that, man. And I, I, don't yeah. know if, I don't know if I've ever said that here or anywhere, but I'm a huge Neo hater. I don't like what? Neo really at all, really? bro. I don't I'm think not into Neo, talk- bro. No, nah, I don't think we have, bro. Like he just weirds me the fuck out. Like I mean, he I don't definitely like his gives hats. off a weird vibe. 
Yeah, I don't like nope, his head. I don't like yeah, I don't like his head nod. Like I don't like any nigga that snaps into their head nod the way he does. And I don't like the way his <laughs> earrings dangle. Like he bothers me, bro. What you what you mean the way he snap into his head? Y'all niggas know listen, don't come over here and try to do don't do that to me, Wes. Y'all niggas know the way Neo bobs his head and he like snaps it forward. Like yeah. fuck his head, Bob, bro. I don't like the way he always he does his head like he's dancing, but he's not moving his legs when he head bobbing. Torso ain't a beat, but his head is bobbing. Yeah, and I don't like his hats. Like, bro, he got, uh, what is it, probably 20,000 hats, and all of them are tan with a brim. Like, bro, just don't have that many hats then. If you're going to buy 2,000 of the same hat, the just same wear one hat. hat. Yeah, like, get out of here. He wear that bitch three times a day. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sick. I don't like Neo, bro. Now, he do got it now. I won't front on him 100% because he do got a couple songs that I like. I do like Do You. I do like Do You. Do You is fire. Uh, So Sick is cool. Like, he got songs I can deal with, but I don't think I've ever played a Neo album ever in my life. I don't think I've ever played a Neo album either, and I hate to bring this up here, Kat, because, um, again, Please. but we're we're kind of in an R&B vibe. And remember when you asked me about um, Drew Hill versus Jagged Edge? I do remember that. Did you change? I'm sticking by Drew Hill wholeheartedly. Jagged Edge. Now, is that coming off of listening to Jagged Edge? Did yes. you listen to Jagged Edge recently? Yes. You still, and it just reconfirmed yes. Drew Hill? Yes. One day we're going to have a, we, we're going to get an R&B nigga on the extra butter and we're going to go really deep in R&B. We're going to go super deep on that. But I'm sorry, Reams. I'm sorry. My bad. Now, get that. Park a lot that one and revisit some Drew Hill. <laughs> but now, Reams, did you find any of the other ones any, like, particularly interesting at all? Oh, y'all ready to get into the most recent or not? Like, Cause last night, I mean, if that's where you want to go, <laughs> bro, listen, they got to come with that part too right away, bro. Nah, they, please go ahead. Fam. Niggas wasted a suit. I wasted. Yeah. <laughs> some clean socks. Why they didn't reschedule that? Like last night for tonight. Like <laughs> what, what Or you know, I'm sorry listeners for the, it's Tuesday. My bad. I hate speaking like that but why they didn't just like reschedule it right then like like what the fuck did these as niggas soon have as they to heard that nigga echo in they should have been like all right everybody we apologize <laughs> okay. turn the cameras off the party ain't over it's not over it's not like bro they should have went into nah. a whole they can't make Babyface look like that man like i know Babyface is a legend and all of that but bro i am a teddy riley baby like wes that's my nigga. Like, that is a hero of mine. And that shit crushed me seeing Teddy look like that, man. man How did yeah. let Teddy look like that? Did y'all see that background, though? Did y'all see, like, what was going What was he doing with the background, Reams? What was that for? All right, B. So this is what I analyzed. A whole bunch of shit going on. First Please. and foremost, all was an ox chord and his greatest hits on, like, iTunes, the title. Pick your poison. Right. But the problem was... This nigga was trying to have a full-ass concert. He had a DJ in the, the, the back corner camera set up, a nigga on a keyboard, drums, that bozo hype man streaming from his website. That's maybe what he was trying to do. He was trying to get streamers. <laughs> yeah, that nigga looked like he was about to put on a concert. So because he had all that shit going on, the feedback kept messing up and echoing him, and I'm mad that nobody in his camp looked at the live to be like, yo, fam, adjust your levels or unplug one of those mics. Niggas is just bobbing their head like, go ahead, Teddy, do that thing. Like, no, <laughs> nigga, like, don't stop, yeah. stop, stop. Because the tricky thing is, like, who can tell Teddy to chill out? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, Teddy is the godfather of a lot of this shit. Like, Pharrell can't even say it. Tim can't even tell him to chill out. Nobody. Like, he they OG. <laughs> so, like, what do you do when the OG is fucking up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you looking nuts, my nigga. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know, bro. That shit had me looking crazy. Like, Teddy is my nigga, and I hated to see him like that. Damn, I was trying to sing along, catch a beat, and that echo was just like, all right, man. At this point, I'm about to cut the game on, and we just we just going to listen online <laughs> to the actual. Man, listen here. I already be, like, detached for real, for real, in real life, and especially since I moved out here, you know, the time difference be having me fucked up. Um, So, like, I just seen the memes and shit really start to roll out, and I didn't even know what I was looking at at first. And then I watched I watched a video today that really kind of broke it down, bro. And I literally like cried real tears, like because that's like comedy you can't write, bro. Like why yeah, didn't nobody? That help shit was a thing? mess. I wonder why. In te- I wonder why in Teddy Riley's mind did he think like if I hit him with a live band and a video screen behind with Dan steps and a nigga behind me looking like Baron Davis, that's gonna kill Babyface. <laughs> yeah, like, what dude. made him think that? Yeah, like, I wonder what, what his thought process was on that. Like, it just shows me how disconnected niggas be sometimes, bro. Like, Teddy looked at so Jackson that shit. Nigga. Yeah, and, and Babyface just, like, swept him up literally sitting in an office chair with a glass of wine. Like, you can't I mean, give a nigga that kind of upper hand, bro. I mean, so the, I just been at the house social distancing. That nigga Teddy Riley was over the people limit in his crib. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, 12 niggas in there. Yeah, yeah. Trying and to win never- the social distancing show. <laughs> Yeah, son. Like, come on, man. Yeah, and out of all the niggas he had in his crib, bro, I laughed my ass off and somebody in the comments was like, out of everybody in there, he don't got one 15-year-old in there to show them how to hook up their shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sam, you know you got to call one of your kids. Like, bro, you know how many times I've called Jaden? that motherfucker. Bro, you know how many times I've asked my son to come hook up the switch because I don't know how to do it? Like, y'all ain't have no nephews in that bitch. Right. At least one. That's insanity. Then right, was, right. Yep, one of y'all want to hold the camera uh, while we record the rest of this? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. That shit is crazy. That shit, oh, bro, you know which one I thought was interesting, man. Did, did you? Did either of y'all catch the DJ Premier versus RZA? Yes, the hip-hop. I didn't hip-hop. see that one. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Hip-hop. How'd, hip-hop. You, how'd you feel about that one, Reams? Um, It was cool. Like, And I probably might get cussed out for this. Like, it didn't excite me. Like, I've seen a lot of niggas online talking about songs that, nigga, you didn't even know because you wasn't even swimming yet. You wasn't even an embryo yet. Like, niggas my age hyping up mad hip-hoppity joints. It was cool to revisit some stuff, but I just feel like, eh, eh, I could have personally done without it. Yeah. See, like... uh my thing was, like, I heard a lot of people hyping it before it happened, like, oh, DJ Premier is about to sweep the floor with RZA. It's only but so much liquid sword you can play. And see, okay, so for me, I respect DJ Premier as a legend, a legendary DJ, beat maker, producer, all of that, right? However, to me, I've always felt like DJ Premier's style in a lot of his beats, not all of them, but a lot of his beats is kind of of that track master's ilk, where it's kind of like poppy and jingly. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them Nas beats he made was like, like Nas is like, that's not a dope beat to me. It's not. You know what I'm saying? And I just, 
I felt like he wasn't doing himself no favors in a beat battle playing songs like that. Because, bro, when RZA played Long Kiss Goodnight after that nigga played a Biggie song, I was like, bro, RZA's really trying to get that nigga the fuck out of here. <laughs> he got headbangers. And you got to think, niggas have on headphones. They not like at the fucking tunnel with this shit. They got in headphones. So if you play that head knock like Rizzles, bro, that nigga got into incarcerated scar faces and ice cream and shit. He was blowing that nigga DJ Premier out the water. I got so mad afterwards when niggas was trying to say Premier one. I was like, are y'all smoking? Yeah, niggas on crack. Niggas on crack. Yeah, I was like, bro, Rizzo was tearing that nigga up, man. Yo, Rizzo was dressed for a street fight. (laughs) <laughs> he looked like if he didn't win them beats, he was going to karate kick that nigga. Yeah, like he was ready to, to to do some karate kicks on that nigga just because, like, ain't no love out here, Duke. Yeah, for sure. So I, I thought that was interesting, man, because I do think there's been some upsets in this shit, but mm-hmm. niggas ain't really been wanting to say it for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like RZA took it to that. Y'all think when the um, Manny Fresh Scott, Scott Storage. That shouldn't have been a battle. It should not have, but I'm glad you said <laughs> it. should have gave Scotty to Thank somebody you. else. Bro, every song Scott Storch played, I was like, he made that? Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah, they they had to give Scott to somebody else. I don't think that was fair for Manny. Manny should have got somebody. Who y'all think Manny should have got that would have been more entertaining, though? Um, um, It's about a pound or something? Jazzy, what is it, Jazzy Faye? Jazzy Faye would have been nice. Jazzy Faye. I think Jazzy Faye would have worked. Um, yeah, I would like to see Manny Fresh and Beats by the Pound, a little No Limit Cash Money battle. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That would have definitely fit. Because they definitely tried to play Manny like he was playing all local shit. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely was looking like your favorite local DJ out there for sure, nigga. Scott Storch, bro. And then Scott okay, Storch wasn't even let's, putting his. Go ahead. Nah, what you saying? I was saying, nah, Scott Storch ain't even put his cigarette down, bro. Like, you didn't even get nah, enough of that nah. nigga's attention for him to put his square out, bro. Like, that was a walk in the park for Scott Storch. Yeah, he didn't even ask his blunt. This is a little cigarette. Uh, nah, I wanted to go back to the um, the Dream versus Garrett joint. I didn't know um, Sean Garrett. Did I call it the Dream versus the Garrett? Hold on. I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, I didn't know Sean Garrett. Garrett. I didn't know Sean Gare wrote that uh that Fergie London Bridge song. Oh, did he? I didn't catch that part. Yeah, like that. I, I read it. Yeah, like that's a that's super a big, jam. that's a heavy hit. Damn, that's, that's a heavy a, hit. That is fire. And grills by Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. That surprised me too. Yeah. That definitely surprised me. So did y'all have Sean Garrett winning that? Nah, I definitely had Dream yeah. winning. I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay tuned in long. I, enough, say, I think his antics. Yeah, he was yeah, too drunk, and, man. And I'm a Dream fan too. Like Dream is my nigga, nigga. But he's a weirdo too. So I can't yeah, even look at Dream on screen weirdo. for that long. Yeah, he's super weird. So I even <laughs> kind of, I just kind of skimmed the track list of that one and made my own determination. I don't yeah, know what nigga, actually happened. That nigga's weird. I hate seeing him stand up. <laughs> What's wrong with the stand-up game? He, he looks weird, bro. <laughs> did you get into the new album at all? The, uh, no, the I, did see the, I did see that it dropped, and I'm, and I'm going to listen to it. I haven't listened to I it. I just want you to know that you're bugging, and you're going to be mad as hell when you let this uh, this podcast episode release, and you didn't listen to it yet, because, mm. nigga, it's fire. I believe it. What, the last, the yeah, last one was fire. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the first three. Mm-hmm. But, bro, I think this fourth one hit a little harder than the first three. Now, maybe it's because he gave us too much music in three Probably. whole tapes Probably. released at once. There's some super fire but, on that shit. Yeah, there's some super fire on there, but I think it's just easier to pick through this one because it's not overly long. So we still fuck with the first three, but this fourth one is fire, nigga. Yeah. Reams. Talk to me. So, bro, I know you got some new shit you fucking with right now. Like, who is hot in the speakers right now? Like, who are you spinning right now to get this shit jumping at the parties that you're not spinning because of quarantine? All right. So I'll definitely say... If you was spinning. If I was, some of my current favorites right now, I've been heavy on the Griselda shit, even though they really not the really partying vibe, but being in New York. Can you play them on the walk-in? Low-key, I feel like to begin the night, I can. I could play them on the walk-in. Um, I definitely say that nigga Larry June out of San Francisco. I don't know if y'all hip to him. Larry June. Nah, I never heard of him. Nah, right. Yeah, that no. nigga's nice. He's like a, I compare him to like a hood version of Dom Kennedy almost. Um, That new Rich the Kid was nice. Uzi. His album got some burn to it. Um, Man, Duke Deuce. Are y'all hip to that? That's a New York artist. Nah, Duke Deuce, he's from Memphis. Duke, dude. Nah, I never heard of him. Crunk Ain't Dead. Oh, okay. I did hear that song. Now, that shit jams. Yeah, me and my nigga compared him to like a new age heavy D low key because he be dancing. Word? Yeah, that's that's the vibe that I get from him. He be dancing and rapping. You gotta send me some tracks I need to check out. And of course, you know what I'm saying? Gotta keep in New York, my nigga. My nigga, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Still playing. Pop, my nigga, Reams. I was gonna yeah. ask you how you felt about Pop Smoke. Please. Yeah, I'm definitely bringing a lot of Pop Smoke just cause of, just cause, you know what I'm saying? That, that nigga, man, it, it just got me sick for like, to think that this nigga is my oldest nephew's age and was really right there at the point of his career when he was about to elevate and take off and niggas just smoked my man's. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I was fucking with Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke definitely would have had the summer lit. So whenever I do DJ a function, I'll definitely make sure his joints is getting getting played. Got to play that Christopher Walken for sure. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, Dior, all of that, son. I gotta, I gotta get into that bag. You know, what I, I mean? tried to, I tried to tell these niggas on this podcast, but you know. <laughs> Cat, I'm, gonna suck, to, I'm gonna have to dig a grave for Cat in order for because <laughs> Cat will listen to it and he'll be like, "I just don't, I don't." He's not, he not gonna see it. Yeah, he's not gonna see register. it. <laughs> I'll be like that too, bro. Like Pop Smoke, I tried to get into him uh, around the Jack Boys time, mm-hmm. and it just didn't really sit all the way. Yeah, not, it didn't really get under the ribs, but you know, you gotta get him by himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you definitely got digesting. Facts. Bro, but like, as a New York native, man, like, speak to a little bit, like, how that feels to see so many niggas come up, get burning hot, and then go away from, like, not just Pop Smoke, but what's your man's uh, Bobby Shmurda? Shmurda. You can't even say 69 name. Like, bro, like, what is the burn like for y'all in that, man? It's just like we got a we got a storming cloud over us, a raining cloud cloud over us. B, it's just niggas get hot, and the hip hop police or their bad decisions just take that away. And because of that, we have to get hot again in waves. I don't know if like I've, I've been low key keeping track. It's been like every three years we get a new New York artist that's hot, and some bullshit happens. Pop Smoke right. died. Three, four years before that, Bobby Smurda had the summer and fall on lock. He got locked up. 
I guess we could count six nine, but his dumb ass snitchy. Sure. He got up out of here. It's just I don't know what it is, man. It sucks because you know I, I'm a New York nigga, and I, and I admit to my New York bias. Like I'll be quick to listen to a New York artist before I listen to anything else, just because it just reminds me of that piece of home. But it's just we don't got it like how we used to. It's not the yeah, same. For sure. we used to have it. So it's just like when we get it. We got to put down all the fire behind whoever that nigga is, whoever that female artist is. We got to go all in and just push the niggas and pray they stay they stay alive and stay free. This <laughs> is right. And I was going to ask you that, like, do part of you or y'all ever feel like this is y'all's karma for dissing the South back in the 90s? Like, oh, wow. bro, y'all really did not want to let the South air, bro. Like, do y'all think this is hip-hop karma? Oh, no, nah, it definitely is. And I never thought about that until you said it, but it's true. It's true. I refuse to let the South in. Like, not just on accident, like, not just on some, oh, I just never heard that shit. Like, y'all was literally purposefully trying to keep the South out intentionally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, it's so true. Like, we wasn't fucking with it. And then you got New York niggas who be having flows like niggas in Atlanta. And that should be crazy to me. So it's like, this is definitely our karma for, for knocking the South out. I'll definitely say that. I, I'll be on record to stand by that. For sure, for sure. Hey, Wes, you had some shit you wanted to get with Reams about, right? I just wanted to, uh, you know, almost kind of jog memory lane with Reams and, you know, see what his recollection was of the familiar face days. Pulse Radio. (laughs) (laughs) And let me me preface that for the people who don't know. um, You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you listen to the show from last week when Kat talks about how serious he takes his podcasting, um, you know, I'm, goddamn yeah, serious, nigga. right? Right, goddamn serious. Um, you know, to to kind of attest to that, my story. You know, I, you know, we used to do, um, you know, really what now you can consider a podcast. Yep. Back in two thousand and nine, you know, niggas had a winning fucking formula that you know yeah, we did. Niggas had the juice. Yeah, sometimes you just don't recognize what you got in, until you know way later and in retrospect. Um. And you know, not not to say that we started it because it was people you know who did it before. Shout out to sure, bro. In the city, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go on the ledge, my nigga. Sorry to cut you off, but in the city, we definitely was the niggas that started. Yeah, it. with as far as far as the format goes, bro, there was nobody doing what we were doing in the city when we started doing it. Um, That's okay. So of course, you know, shout out to DJ Daryl. That was definitely his vision. Which, um, you know, Dur- we will have Daryl on Extra Butter one of these episodes. I've already reached out to him. So, you know, shout out to Daryl, shout out to Leon. Um, you know, that's that's something that we started at this point eleven years ago, which is fucking crazy. Um yeah, to think nice. about that. And for you know, to full circle for me to be back here, but you know, Reams was one of those people as a young man, you know, I was a young man too, still am, young but snapper. Reams Reams came around, you know, on his hustle shit, you know, to you know, to speak to what Cat had to say earlier today, Reams and always had his hand in something. So, you know, how I was introduced to Reams was, you know, through Daryl. Daryl was like, Yeah, he was I got this young cat, Reams, you know, he want DJ, he want he want to hang around, he want to learn shit. And that that's where I met Reams at. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, I just kinda wanted to jog his memory and see, you know, what what positives and you know, maybe some negatives he took away from back in the day. Man, I definitely say um positive was definitely a good learning experience, definitely a good networking experience because a lot of people I met doing that as people I've, I like continue to do work with or I've gotten referrals to do work with other people that they know or just off a Jeep, just, just off of good vibes and good people. Mm. Negative? Man, niggas will, niggas will try to ruin you by doing <laughs> spiteful. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, uh, niggas will change the locks on you and don't let you know passwords. Jeez. Um, Niggas will mess up Wi-Fi and 
not answer calls and texts when necessary. You know, niggas, well, niggas were snaky, but you know, it's like they say, it's, you got to charge certain things to the game. So I never try to let things bother me too much. A lot of stuff I end up taking to the chin and I just learn how to just operate and move from those experiences. But I definitely say I appreciate the time that I had on there. You know what I mean? No shade to nobody. It was definitely an experience. So right, right. I never forget. Definitely. Right. Niggas, niggas will do you win. Uh, yeah. Yep. To say yeah. the <laughs> to, to say the least but like nah that's you know that's definitely the thing. like you say it was definitely a, um it definitely became a large network like you say to to mm-hmm. people that you still deal with to to till this day right um and like i said i think a, a negative that i could take away from it and i don't even necessarily want to call it a negative but sometimes it ain't strength in numbers you know what i'm saying sometimes uh <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of extra bodies is just a lot of extra bodies um you know and that becomes dead weight and you really do, you know, cat, you know, like you be saying, you really do got to find people who are, you know, in line with how you feel about something to move forward to the level of, you know, way that you want to take things. So I think, you know, had we, you know, and I, and I blame, you know, myself for part of that back in the day. I think, you know, everybody was on board, but I don't think everybody truly understood the vision because clearly, yeah. uh, you know, had we waited <laughs> 10, 11 years later, we would have been extra lit. Jesus, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of looking at it as like a draft class, right? Yeah, no, I, I honestly, not to, yeah. Go ahead, my bad. I mean, now nah, you're good, but like, I'm just saying, like, you know, to to really look back on, it, and you know, that's a testament to you know, cat. What we we talked about last week as well. You know, sometimes you just got to put your head down and do the work. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I think with everybody being a little bit younger than what we are now, you know. And, you know, it being a extracurricular activity, you know, everybody's level of commitment wasn't where it needed to be, yeah. you know, which is which is why we couldn't, you know, sustain long, even though we did it for a long time, um, you know, but had we kept going and kept going and, you know, even to this day, even, you know, if pieces on the board got moved around, it could have still been, something. you know, doing, yeah, it could have still been something doing thing. But I think it left um, an imprint, you know, for what we were trying to do mm-hmm. on our audience and in the city and, you know, everybody from that, you know, still kind of has an avenue to do what they do, you know, based around that, honestly. So, you know, it kind of served its purpose and everybody's still moving and shaking. Definitely. Yeah, like, I kind of looked at it and I was semi-familiar with uh, Pulse Radio as well. And, like, I did remember looking like, damn, it's a gang of motherfuckers involved in that project. And for me, it kind of looked like the Junior Mafia theory and kind of following me on this, right? Like, remember when Junior Mafia first hit for Biggie and all of that, and it was a good eight, ten motherfuckers in there? And they really kind of let the process of elimination work for itself. Like, we got Lil' Kim and Lil' C's out of that because they was the hardworking members. It wasn't like Biggie handpicked them niggas to go. They was the niggas showing up every day, fully committed, and putting that time in. So, like you were saying, Wes, like, you can kind of look at it like a draft class. Like, yeah, it was a lot of niggas in there, but you can kind of point at and pull out the people that are still committed to that craft. You know what I'm saying? Because it shows in their work. Mm-hmm. That's real shit. <laughs> my bad that I fucked that up. That nigga said, damn, I'm up in bars. <laughs> yeah, for sure, tonight. for sure. Yeah, but I I didn't want to pull it away from y'all, man. Like uh uh I, I don't know if you had any more of the pulse radio days or things that y'all got into or man. any stories wow. y'all wanted to share. Like did y'all did Wes and Reams, did y'all two get to really interact much during that time? I mean, and that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask Reams, what was your um what was your perspective of the situation? Cause I, you know, I kind of know 
Um, and to kind of, you know, share, like I say, you know, this was a, this was a vision of Duros, you know, who came to, who came to me and Leon at the time and was like, you know, this is what I want to do. I got the avenue to do it. I got the platform to do it, you know, through, um, DJ Rich Nice, um, and, 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 uh, and the Pulse Radio. And we were, it didn't, no, we were, we, we started off as the people's radio. Yeah. DPS. Um, It was DPS. It was DPS, you know, DPS radio. We started off as the people's radio. Um, and then we moved over, you know, the Pulse Radio, whatever the case may be. Um, but like I say, it was really like a, um, I guess you could call it a grassroots campaign, you yeah. know, what I'm saying? and it was, you know, Rich, Rich wanted to create essentially a radio station, yeah. um, or an entertainment platform, whatever you, you know what I'm saying? At this point, because that's what it would have grew, it would have grew into a digital platform at this point. Right. Um, but you know, and he had the, I'm trying to think we, st- it was a shit. It, I mean, Rich had a show, um, I feel I feel did Craig and Dez or did Dez have a show over there? I think yeah, I, Dez had a show. I was, was about to say Dez Dez, Dez had a show. It was it was Dez, Chewy. Yeah, Chewy. it was King's Rover. Okay. So they mm-hmm. yep, they did they did that over there. Um we had the Sex and the Twenty show. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I know Couture, I know Couture, like it was like you say, it was the junior mind. It was just a lot of people. There was, was a lot a of shows. Yeah, it was a it was yeah. a lot of shows, like probably up to ten shows and like it was Ooh. good. It was good network wise because you know you could you could pump the you could pump the network you could pump the app and you could pump this and every time you go there there's something on you know what right. I'm saying they had they had got it to the point you know whether you could listen live or you know they were doing it on the playbacks like our show dropped on you know Thursdays and we would get the replay on Friday mornings that way we could interact on Twitter you know what I'm saying like it's just a different ball game it used to be trending and all of that <laughs> yeah fam like shit you said and I can only imagine now where. Um, um, and I and that's why I say I wasn't as invested, so I don't even know if we were getting feedback on numbers. Oh, and- I can tell you because what's crazy is when I first started, I was just like the intern, the engineer, doing the drops, setting up the shows and playlists, doing whatever. So out the gate, it wasn't like yo, Reem, you get the slot. It was like nah, nigga, you gonna do all this little work on, on the back end right. and <laughs> set up set up nigga shows or help niggas get their shit off. And that was just a learning experience for me where I like, I saw different people and how certain one person did they show and how they hosted it, how they did stuff with their guests or if they did something by themselves. So I just made note of it. Like, all right, I'm taking bits and pieces from this person. This was cool. I'm not, may not be able to do that, but I could teeth away a little, still, still away a little bit of stuff, little, little, little nitbits or whatever you call it, little tidbits, excuse me, from each show. So when I got that opportunity, it was just like, Hey man, I was all in. Like, I remember I used to do a pre-recorded show because at the time I was in college still. That's, and that's what I was just about to say. Our our show started off as pre-recorded, which is a whole, you know, different monster. Yep. So I would be in there. Like, I'd get out of class at like 9, 10 o'clock, shoot to the studio, help y'all with y'all show. Y'all get done at midnight, nigga. Some nights I would still be there recording my show, fronting like Jeez. I was live. I would be acting like I was live doing shit, have niggas send me some stuff, say whatever drops in between. <laughs> and that Friday when it premiered, I would just get the timeline going while I'm in class, getting yeah. niggas listening until I just worked it up. So I think I started live Friday and then I ended up moving to Tuesday nights. Had me a little primetime slot, you know what I'm saying? Nigga worked his way up in the ranks. And Tuesday nights was my night to to do my thing. Rings power hour, you know what I mean? Rings power hour used to go That's hard. Right. And then from there, that's really how I got involved in like doing music with niggas in the city and collaborations and shit like that. So it just, I just, I made it for, I, I made it for what a, 
Um, what is it? I took it for what it was worth. And, you know, it helped me. It helped me a lot. I still want to get into radio on a bigger platform. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is all, I feel like that was just practice, getting me ready for the big games, getting me ready for the big league. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like you say, you had a, you know, you had a different um, avenue than what I had, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of had the, um, you know, I kind of had the Jordan position. You know, I, I got the pull, <laughs> I got the pull up, rip my, rip my sweats off. You know what I'm saying? And especially like, like Reams was saying, we used to do a pre-recorded show. So we used to record on Tuesdays, but we always used to go down to the bar on 25 cent wing night. We used to hit the bar, get wings, get drinks, get lit, go do the show. And then it used to be so funny because when the show dropped on Thursday and we was tweeting with motherfuckers, we would have to, we were still tweeting like we were a live show. Yeah. And we did that shit for months, bro. And niggas like, did not have a And clue. niggas didn't have a clue, bro. We got it off. Like we had to, we had to shake people's requests. We had to shake, you know what I'm saying? We had to shake people's questions. They yeah. asked, they're like, play this, play that. Like, and even Daryl asked, like, and this is what I'm saying, bro. It's crazy to think about it because, you know, now, whereas, you know, we got to kind of think about copyrights and music and, you know, shit like that. Like, bro, Daryl was turning them turntables on every fucking weekend and playing whatever the fuck he chose, dog. Like That's hard. On several breaks, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we come in, we do an intro, and then he go into a 15, 20-minute mix. And then, you know what I'm saying? We, Bro, we were doing a three, four-hour show, dog. Like, once a week, no bullshit. We was going from eight to midnight, like. So you know what I'm saying this nigga's on their cut. Like, just imagine. Do you think we would be like, and even outside of all of these DJs that's getting on IG, like you know some of the con, some of the conversation has been like, I wonder, you know, how these motherfuckers ain't got shut down. You know what I'm saying? Just because of that's how the game is now, and what we were able to do, you know, ten, eleven years ago, dog, is really crazy to look back on. Like, it's it's really. Yeah. Crazy. Definitely, bro. That, that's a whole movement, the whole vibe for sure, man. And that's dope to hear that y'all was like really kind of on the forefront of that wave. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at it now and it's kind of the norm, even more so in this quarantine time when motherfuckers trying to get their content out and trying to get their, you know what I'm saying, get their shit off. But like to see that y'all was on kind of one of the first early waves of that shit is, is nutty, bro. I had to hit my, um, I had to hit Daryl. Like I said, we'll, we'll get to talk about it when we have him on the show for sure. But like, you know, sometimes when you had that, that, that retrospect, you got to look back. Like I had to hit a nigga like dog, like we've really had the formula. Like, and I, and I hate saying we, but I like, I like saying we only cause I was involved, but like, that was really like, Darryl, like Daryl, this nigga literally had a dream. Yeah. About the situation one night, you know what I'm saying? And, and birthed that shit. And we really did that shit. You know what I'm saying? And even after I ended up, cause I moved out of town, like when I moved down to Florida, like, you know, the, the show kept going, like, you know, you just got to move pieces around on the board. Like niggas was, niggas was doing events before niggas in the city was really doing events, dog. Like Man. it's, and it's documented shit. You know what I'm saying? Cat, yeah. like part of the reason that you like doing this podcast, like it's out there. Like nobody can ever yeah. say, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah you I did. Nobody can take that away from you, bro. Nobody that shit can ever, dog, we did. You can still did, get to it. Like we did one of the first fashion shows. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? When niggas was throwing, you know how niggas throw like random regular fat, like nah, niggas really did like a fashion show and like gave away money and you know, sold tickets. Like niggas really like at the, at the shrine center, dog, like niggas really did shit. That nah, that's hard, bro. That's crazy hard. Uh, we we kind of on the back end of the show, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Wes, you got anything else you want to hit before we move into this last segment? Um, nah, nah, not before. Nah, you know, not until we get to the wrap up. I think I'm good on the on the stuff. Okay, so well, cool. Let's move into the last DJ segment. Rams. 
Yeah, Reams, uh, I want to apologize I do got a question you. after. I oh. do got a, unless you want to save that for very, very last, I do have a question I feel like we're supposed to address with our guests that I don't want to necessarily get into in the wrap-up. I know we're getting <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Let's, uh, let, you, you want to do that? You know what the last segment is, Wes, so I'll let I you do call know what the last you think segment. it fits better. I, I think I want to leave the last segment the last segment because we kind of in this vein right now, so I'm going to ask. Reams. Okay, please. Right now, um, answer however you choose. You don't have to make it long. Um, how, just answer however you choose. Top five, go. Rappers? Top five, go. Top five, go. Current rappers? Top five, go. You heard him. Okay. Freddie Gibbs, Rick Ross, Two Chains, Jay Z, and number five. Damn. Who's my fifth pick? Shit. I know a lot of niggas fuck with Freddie Gibbs hard. Yeah. Man, I'm going to throw a Five wrench in there. be throw. hard. You know, once you close the door, you closing the door on every yeah. other rapper in history. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so hard to drop that fifth. You know what you say five, the door is closed on all the Andre 3000s, all the Tupacs, all the Biggies. They got to wait outside in the cold once you close the door. Like, 3K, my mans, but he ain't doing nothing right now. So I'm just going off right. of like, currently where am I going? Who you like right now? That's your Man, right okay. now. Sounds like. I'm going to say it. My nigga Jeff, Young Thug. Fuck it. Ooh. Fuck with Thugger. Thugger is my guy. I'm not mad okay. at your list at all. What was that? That was Gangsta Gibbos. That was that was Titty Two Chains. That was Rick, Rick Ross, Ross. Jay Z, and Jeffrey. Yep, I like it. I'm All not right. mad. Right, we'll I'm not it. mad at it, man. All right, I figured you know I figured we get that out the way. Yeah, no, you're right, Wes. We got to make sure we do that. And, and yeah, write that down. We got to make sure we make everybody no, I, like I, I, extra butter. Top of my mind, bro. I like that. Yeah. I like how you did that. And I, I like not giving them time to think about it. Like, no, don't hell no. ask them before the show. Yeah, Make them no niggas preference. do it live. Yeah, <laughs> like, get, yeah, get, them, like get them drawn into the conversation. And when they're told yeah, not yeah. thinking about that, ask them. So, <laughs> so, Reigns, before we move into the last segment, I want to apologize to you. Okay? I want to apologize to you because you are the first person For sure. as a guest to run collision course style into right our into segment. this baby because as right as a dipped and butter listener you are familiar with creepy convo of the week oh, yeah. creepy convo of the week has been moved to extra butter so off of our flagship program well, so now you have to I you can, have to participate in creepy oh, convo how does that make you, you are feel? getting in on the creepy convo i get to participate in creepy convo i don't shop how, how does that make you feel like do you realize you could say some shit on here that could fuck up your relationships outside of here forever hey man <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it let's do it there you go. let's get right into it today's creepy convo is brought to you by the subject dick pills we got to talk dick pills, bro. We got to talk dick pills. Like, I know niggas is used to us saying we going to talk about something and then forgetting, but we didn't forget this time, bro. We're talking yeah. about dick pills this week, bro. So the que- I'm going to pose the question to y'all, and y'all both answer separately. All right, I feel Have like, I feel like, I, should, I, feel like with- I should go as a sacrificial, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sacrificial lamb to kind of make show. things better for our Yeah, for so, our you know, easy means. All right, Wes, so ask do you questions. fuck with dick pills? If so... I mean, have you used dick pills? If so, do you fuck with them? What's your preference? Uh, please, please go in on your creepiness. Short answer, yes, I have used dick pills. Um, second, to answer 2A, I guess, is what you would call that there. No, I do not use them. Um, <laughs> okay. 
I ain't even gonna. I was about to say I ain't even gonna beat you, but that would be like ba doom for this <laughs> for this section of the pod. Is different. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there you go. I like that. Mm-hmm. I experimented um, right. because cat. We. Um, I think at a certain point in time, I think we might share the same affinity at this point now for um, Mr. Leonard McKelvey. Um, you know, back in the day, we were listening to that podcast, Brilliant Idiots, um, mm-hmm. and they were they were promoting a certain product on there that I won't promote here. Um, <laughs> right, right. And I was interested. I was definitely interested. I was like, did what? you look like, them up? Because I wasn't able to order any. I looked them up and oh, it was gone. Or something. Nigga, I not only did I it look them gone. up, I ordered I ordered twice during my my experiment. Oh wow. Uh, that yeah, go? bro. Shoot that with us. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go um, for you, bro? Like what, it, what was the product like? So um it only for me, I feel like it only had like a forty five percent success rate. I'm I will say it worked. It definitely worked for me twice. Um, I can't remember how many I had. I might have had maybe, you know, we're ordering the shit. I might have got eight or ten. I definitely gave two away. Um, <laughs> after, after it worked for me, I had to make sure my brother. You got to like, hey, put somebody niggas, else on, right? Yeah, I said, hey, y'all niggas don't even know. Y'all got to have one of these. Like, <laughs> yeah, y'all got okay. to have <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, I think, you know, um, not to get to go too long with it, haha, but doom. Um, <laughs> I think really for it wasn't changing nothing for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. it was working, but it really wasn't like putting me OT like to. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, because I feel like in your, I feel like but, in your mind you feel like it should be like a cartoon esque situation. That, like, that. I feel like if I'm gonna take this wild ass pill that I ordered over the internet. In some of the language in the contract of me ordering it, I wasn't even sure it was English. Yeah. And I popped this shit, bro. I shouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, and then five minutes. There you go. And then I'm partially retarded because then I get to thinking about like, man, like I know they discovered this shit based off of like heart medication. So like, what if I'm fucking with my heart right now? And I'm thinking about this mm. shit while I'm fucking. Oh, you and that's just not a. That's not a huh? What shit? I said, you messing yourself up thinking them thoughts during that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's just not good. You feel me? Like I say, I, I don't feel like it was putting me like somewhere that I couldn't achieve on my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah, that might, of, that might, that ain't might. Ain't a little bit of Hennessy came that, happen. Well, that part, but that's something that might put you there in a night you might feel like you can get, you know what I'm saying? On a, on a down night for you, you might be like, shit, I I don't know if I got it in me, but she looked like she on it. So ah, let me get my pop out. Let me pop my spinach one time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And go in on her. But like I said, it ain't really, you know, I ain't, that ain't, that ain't something to do, especially not to be spending my money on. I'd rather, you know, smoke a reefer um, (laughs) rather than be getting all of that. But what say ye reams? Um, sidebar. I've heard the joints for the females hit harder than the ones for males. From what I've seen. Wait, what? They have pills (laughs) for females. They do? Yeah, I think they call I've them. heard. Yeah, I've heard. They have certain pills for females that I've seen across the timelines. I'm not going to mention names because they ain't paying me for the pub. I've heard they don't I work. Thought, I thought dick pills for women was Christianity and craziness, bro. Oh, no. I, I, wow. thought the only, I thought the only way to make vaginas better was like to dedicate them to the Lord. No? <laughs> you sacrifice them. Nah. You dedicate them to the Lord. You got to <laughs> baptize them. You got to baptize right, I them. I thought you had to, yeah. But nah, I personally haven't tried them yet. I've been intrigued. But <laughs> okay. 
I've heard too many <laughs> wild stories about niggas getting them gas station joints, and that's not the avenue I want to take. Actually, uh, yeah, no, I was about to say. Now let's be clear: I am not talking about taking any pill from the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> I would not recommend that at all. Sure, I don't they, want to call you now. They do um, look like they light up with a golden aura when you're in the gas station and you're thinking about it. I just wouldn't Wes, go that far. Wes, huh? you know, you know, I'm not saying anything. Oh shit. <laughs> Go ahead, Reams. Speedway? Speedway? Fuck, cat. It's your turn, Reams. It's not even my turn. <laughs> no, it's your turn. I, really don't, I can't I don't know if I have an experience yet, but I, I, definitely, right. I definitely am in the market. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, well let, let, I guess well, let, me, let, me jump in, let me jump in and show you around. I hate this podcast. So, I, I, okay, first let me start by saying I've never had a Viagra, and I don't know why. Because like that's the one you supposed to have, ain't it? That's what you like. Start. If you're supposed to try a dick pill, you supposed to try a Viagra. I right? never tried a Viagra. Okay, so like most niggas I know have had or tried Viagra, and I've never come across it. I think it's because it's like, what is it like halfway prescription, halfway somewhat over yeah, the counter? You got to talk to the doctor. That's what I'm saying. They prescribe and niggas it ain't necessarily like slanging them. Yeah, yeah, niggas ain't necessarily slanging them on the corner. It make your dick hard. Like. Yeah, you can't ask the Xanax man if he got Viagra. So I've never had a Viagra. I've only ever had over the counter. Like I've had the gas station <laughs> dick bills. How, how did you ask for it? Okay, so first. Most times they're either up by the counter or if you go to the right gas station, like they're by the condoms where you can grab them yourself. Like any circumstance where they're behind the counter, then I'm just not going to grab them. Like I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to ask Amir to reach behind him because here's the problem. The problem is not like, I'm not embarrassed to ask him for them. I'm like, I don't want to go through the rigmarole of trying to explain to them which one I'm pointing at. Cause right. like, you right. don't want to be like, hey, bro, hand me the dick pill right there. Let me look at it. And then he grabs the bright glowing orange one. And you're like, nah, fam, I want the one with the 3D rhino on it where you turn the pack and it looks like the rhino. <laughs> like, you can't, yeah, like I don't want to have that shopping. I think the first time I tried one actually, though, was because I was working at a convenience store at the time. Like my mom's husband owned a store. And I was able to just freely, like, I would work there sometimes to give him some weekends off. So I was able to just, like, freely thumb through the pills and read them oh, yeah. and see all of that shit. One. And that was the first time I tried one was there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, shit. And it was one of them crazy cartoons. Bro, that pill was so fucking big, Wes. Like, I felt it in yeah, my it throat. Yeah, it looks huge, bro. They, yeah, they I felt work. that shit in my throat for, like, 40 minutes after I swallowed the pill. But anyway, when you talked about, like, the whole, like, heart rate thing, with them over-the-counter gas station pills, I just want you to know, and I want to be very responsible with our platform here, that Wes, what Wes is talking about, y'all, is not a myth. Like, bro, <laughs> you take, if you take them over-the-counter joints, and I've taken a handful in my time, bro, not a handful at once. Like, I've taken a handful in my time. But, bro, I'm talking about your heart rate will start accelerating. So- Nigga, your heart rate will start accelerating. Your stomach will start turning in knots. And they ask you to take them early in the morning. Like, they don't what? They don't want you to take them right. Yeah, they don't want you to take them, like, right before you fuck. You're supposed to take them early in the morning if you're going to fuck later at night. So that way it can be more of a natural erection. And, bro, but it's so nigga, crazy. Where I got the pills from, they had two different pills. One one was for a one right for before. Morning, one and night. One for, well, one was for a right before and one was for all day. You could have got either or. 
Like, do well, you, he, want the, he, you want the right before, he, or do you want to take the one in the morning, and then when you're ready later <laughs> on, pop it. Right, fam. Here's the concerning part about the gas station over-the-counter dick pills, Wes, is Ooh. that if you take it and you take it correctly, you'll fuck around and like halfway through the day at noon after you've forgotten you took the pill, you'll start like losing focus in your eyesight and shit. Like, bro, it's some wild shit, bro. Like, yo. Like, I've been driving a car and we're like, I can't focus on the lines. Like, I need to pull over. Like, those shits are not safe, bro. (laughs) Not safe. And I was, look, I was purely doing it for research, okay? I'm doing it for content for the show. So I I don't recommend any of y'all going out there. That was my question. Do they work? Uh, so I feel like the way you felt, like, after I've gone through all of this shit, like, I'm queasy, my stomach's in knocks, I got a headache, and my blood pressure is clearly through the roof <laughs> right now. I felt like in the evening when it was time to rock, I should have looked down and not even recognized my dick. Now, I will give the gas station dick pills their credit, and you will perform. Like you said, like, if you feel like you might not be up to snuff and you think far enough ahead to take one, you'll be up to snuff. However, I feel like if I take a dick pill and it alters my reality, yeah, I should I don't look want it. down. <laughs> yeah, fam, like I should look down at my dick and be like, I need to call the police. Like I don't feel like my dick should be just like an altered version of my already like possessed dick. That's funny. is that bad? Like am I am I expecting too much? No, nah, I'm with I you feel on that. Should if you're doing that, because when you describe that, what happened, like the lead up with your heart racing and all sort of shit. That sounded like Molly, my nigga. <laughs> nah, okay, see, so now, see, now we have a I've been full on concerned before, Rain. Yeah, no, like, that sounded like I've, Molly. You heard said everything but like sweating profusely, fam. I've spoke, I've spoken about it on this podcast. Um, I've taken ecstasy. Um, and I've done Molly once or twice. Um, yeah. and the. I I didn't fuck off of Molly like I fucked off of X. I, I, I've, I've said it on this podcast before, too. I much prefer, to this day, to take an ecstasy um, than any other drug. Because that's the... If you're a man, if you want fuck, I'm telling you, take that shit. That fuck the rhino take, man, fuck the rhino pill, dog. You gonna have a good time, and you gonna fuck, fuck. Yeah, now that sounds amazing, bro. Don't don't fuck with the shit that I've taken, bro, because you might like go blind in your left eye. Reams, I, I, I'm telling you this as a guest, and you know because you already divorced and said you haven't had the opportunity to fuck with them. But yeah, just 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 go as clean of a route as you possibly can. <laughs> hey, <you're West> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hit Wes up, bro. Get some of the ones he had. Like, don't get anything on there with like cartoon tigers or if the packaging has a hologram on it. Like, just keep keep shopping, bro. That hologram sounds dangerous, my nigga. Yeah, fam. Like, I knew one was bad when I spent like four dollars, and it came with one pill, and then the pill was encased in like a plastic armor. Yeah, and I was man. like, bro, what even is this, nigga? Yeah, so yeah, you you gotta be careful out there in them dick pill streets for sure. OMG, my nigga Reams. Man. Yes, sir. Reams, man. We we one hundred percent appreciate you coming on and fucking with us, man, and clowning with us for an hour or so, man, and uh dropping them jewels you like to drop, man. Thank you. I know you're a busy man as a New York Jamaican. That's double busy. <laughs> So, uh, we appreciate you taking man. out the time for sure. Let them let them niggas let them niggas know where they can find you on the internet, man, and give them a final word. Hey man, that's DJ R double D-O-P-E, DJ Reams Dope everywhere. Social media platforms. I encourage people all the time. Follow me, but don't follow me in real life. Cause if you do that, 
quite uppercut you if you get too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and tell them when when we can catch your podcast. If it's a specific day where we can catch it. Yeah. Uh, as far as the podcast, overly opinionated, overly opinionated crew. You can catch us on Mondays. We try and have episodes out by noon or Monday morning nine between the hours of nine and twelve on Monday. We like to kick you off in the beginning of the week. You know what I'm saying? And we're there on Instagram, Facebook. We want people to just chime in and give us feedback on how we're doing, on things we want to touch on. Because the point of the, the podcast is, like, we encourage people to give all different types of opinions. So they could be some wild shit. We want to hear what you think. Because as you can hear, we say some wild shit, too. So it'll go. My man. man's, my man's. Yes, sir. Again, we uh, appreciate you coming on, man, and fucking with us. Uh, my name is Kat. Uh, y'all stay tuned, man. We got the Dipped in Butter flagship show coming to y'all every Friday. Uh, you can check our Instagram out, out the official Dipped in Butter uh, Instagram, Dipped in Butter program on That's IG. We actually have that going. So if y'all want to DM us any comments, questions, feedback, uh, host suggestions, guest suggestions, any of that shit, man, we open. As y'all can see, we like to interact with the audience and we appreciate y'all fucking with us. That part is your boy, West No T, aka Elmer Young, aka Player Partner at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. DJ Motherfucking Cool Rings. Thank you, man. We're going to catch you on Friday. Uh, Stay tuned, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you all for fucking with us. Thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a stranger. Holla at your boy. You know I'm here. Know what I mean? You already know. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Catch y'all. Peace. What?